Welcome to Even Field, the sports podcast that puts women first. I'm Josie, and today I'm joined with digital and visual director Z Long. How are you, Z? Oh, I'm fantastic. Excellent. So we had um, a basketball game today, Nebraska. We had a frustrating morning in the office is what we had. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's incredibly accurate. Um, yeah, that was not a good loss uh, at all in the Big Ten tournament opener forum. Uh, came <laughs> really just to me it came down to just a really bad first quarter that they just continued to play that way <laughs> for the rest of the game what for those you? of you who were working and doing stuff nebraska of course was in the big 10 tournament they had michigan state and uh well they needed to win the game that's an understatement of the century yeah. and uh, they dug themselves a really nasty hole right off the bat in the first quarter looked terrible got back in it Jazz Shelley, mainly the reason they got back in it. 100% Jazz Shelley almost. And then played terrible for different stretches. And the final punch, well, seemingly, Michigan State opens up a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. And then... Is that the final punch, though? Because (laughs) Because, like, they had five seconds. They had two three-point attempts. And they didn't make make either of them. And, like, that was... And we had talked earlier about before we came on air was where was that intensity the whole game no i know they get down 10 points and then all of a sudden it's like they switch it on they start playing aggressive they get a little more physical because that game had been very physical and you could tell they didn't like it very much playing michigan state well they weren't the physical team and they get themselves back into a point where they get two looks two damn good looks at a three-pointer to tie that game and send it to overtime and jazz misses and then another one rims out yeah maddie kroll with with the second one and it i I, to me, it seemed like a lot of the three pointers they missed too were just like just like that one go around the rim and right off, which is very frustrating. But like, where was the defense the entire game? <laughs> when I was like, where was it? Because it wasn't there. Michigan State gave them hell. Parks, the big girl down low for the Spartans, she gave them hell early, and Nebraska just couldn't get anything else going. They no. got a couple nice buckets from Sam at there a, a few, few times, but you know, twenty five points from Jazz, you take that away. The game's not close. It's not even in the realm of no, close. No, no. And, th- yeah, it was it was not good. Um, it was big, big game for them. I honestly think they needed to reach the semifinals to make the tournament. I can, now I can pretty much safely guarantee they're in the WNIT at this point, which is yeah, rough. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've tried to positive my way into this. And, like, at this point, if you're coming into the game and you're either the last four in or the first four out, depending on whose bracketology you're looking at, They're not anymore. You had to win that basketball game. You absolutely (laughs) had to. And they didn't. And right now I'm like you. That's a 16 and 14 basketball team. I know they have a good strength of schedule. I know their RPI, or I guess we should say NET, is in the 40s. But right now you've put your fate in the hands of a tournament committee where everything's going to have to go perfect. There can't be any upsets in any conference tournament to take bubble spots away. And frankly, after you've watched the way Nebraska has played down the stretch, would you put them in? No, 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 absolutely not. And I think ultimately what you're going to look back at Nebraska basketball and think is it's a season of what ifs. Yeah, especially with um, Allison Widener <laughs> or Weidner. Right. I can't remember how you pronounce that name. Sorry. But had she not gotten injured, I almost think this would have been a completely different game. In fact, this game might not even have happened because they probably would have been a higher seed in the tournament. Right, and it's and it's a deal where you know I look back at three games. I call it the the the, the terrible trio here: the loss to Minnesota, the loss at home to Illinois, which was a winnable game, and then the most inexplicable of them: the terrible performance at Rutgers. 
horrible game, yeah. basketball game. No, Josie, okay. those three wins, then you're a 19-win basketball team, and we're not having a debate here no. about them being in the tournament or not. No, because you like you safely be in. You're not. You don't have these terrible consequences that they're having. And ugh. I mean, I mean WNIT clearly. Right, and you know, but and we were earlier we. we one of the episodes is up when we recorded Pick 6. If you haven't listened to Pick 6, you should get that on the Apple, Spotify channels, wherever you go. And Sam, who I know really loves to watch Nebraska women's basketball, Sam was pissed. <laughs> like, oh, he was very it, frustrated. It, it, you, know, <laughs> you could tell a lot of fan was coming out of Sam, you know, because it was a team that we expected so much more out of this year. And it was got really frustrating to know that they just weren't going to get over the hump. I mean, Sam sitting there with a you know, four minutes left in the game on the pick six podcast going, they're going to lose this game. You know that, right? Like he was, it's it's out of frustration. It's not him being mean. He's frustrated with watching that team. No. Well, and it honestly felt like Jazz Shelley was the only one that Mm. played the entire game because like they each had little moments where they did something really great. Born, wonderful basket from underneath the basket. That was crazy good. Sam Hivey, couple of good three pointers, like, and really good moments just defensively. And, but no one could put together more than like a string of like two minutes each. No, because let's except be honest, for our jazz. There was huge portions of the second and third quarter. Michigan State opened the door real wide. It was two and three point games, even one point leads at times yeah. for Nebraska. All they needed was a big bucket to open up momentum there, and they couldn't get it. And they couldn't get it. And then the ten point lead opened, and they went into panic mode. They played fantastic. But it was way too little too late. This is the only time they were able to break Michigan State's press, like the entire time. And you just don't want to be in the end of the fourth quarter where it's like, okay, now we better really do this. So Nebraska 16 and 14, as you said, they're most likely heading to the WNIT. They can choose to not do that. They really can. Yeah. I'll channel something Sam said earlier when he said, you know, hope it's to put concentration on the younger players and let them play more for next year. I get what he's saying. I would agree with that. I get what he's saying. But what ifs, you know, so. That's probably going to put us with, as of right now, that we know of, only one of our college basketball teams is probably headed to the NCAA tournament, and it is not Creighton. Or it's not. No, it, it's it definitely, not, is, it's Creighton. definitely is Creighton. They are so safely it's, into the it's tournament. It's not Nebraska. <laughs> Creighton, is, Creighton is in. Now, this Big East tournament is just about what seed they're going to end up at. Um, looked like ESPN had them at a seven seed. They've been there for a while, I think, but... I don't know the exact weeks, but definitely at least two. They have a bye. They don't play until Saturday. Unfortunately for us, it's 8.30 p.m. Omaha time. So for those of us, you know, that, you know, we work for a newspaper that really doesn't make us happy in terms of print deadlines. You know, we went through that earlier, but I dubbed this earlier the potential Creighton Revenge Tour. That's what I call the Big East Tournament for them because they got a chance to really, like I said, they are one of the most dangerous teams in the country right now. I know it sounds like a cliche, but what do you want to do? You want to be playing your best basketball at the right time. Let's be honest, Flannery and Creighton right now are playing phenomenal. No, they, they are have fire. looked great. They look like that aggressive team that caused so many problems last year in the NCAA tournament. They look like it right now. But as you said, we'll get into the seed talk here in a second. But this is who you can get this week. You're going to get Seton Hall or Providence, as we said earlier, probably Seton Hall. In well, that, Seton Hall or Xavier. You know, and that's a TC that's a TCB game, right? You take care of business. That's what you do. Then you're most likely gonna get Villanova. There's step one on your revenge tour. And it would be so great to beat Villanova. The, the, the last time Creighton <laughs> played like crap was at home against Villanova. I know they want that game back. Oh, know, absolutely. Because little do we forget, Creighton beat Villanova earlier in the year. Yeah. An inexplicable just kick their butt. Like Seagrist had nothing around her and Creighton dominated. 
Last time they ran into Nova, though, of course, Seagrass had a lot of help in addition to her. And like, here's the the, the confunding thing. We said this earlier before we came on. Like, you want a, a a secret team that could slip into the Final Four if you're out there filling out your brackets this year for women's basketball? Nova, yeah. Villanova Absolutely. could do it. I mean, they have lost two of their last ten games. Those two losses, UConn, right? Which, which is expected. Which is expected. So, Creighton, you want to talk about making a puncher's mark to an NCAA tournament committee? There you go. You get Nova and get a shot at Crate at UConn, basically on a home in a home court situation because it is in Connecticut, for God's sake. So, but <laughs> yeah, you want to make a mark? There you go. Go pop Nova and UConn. You're going into the NCAA tournament with some serious fire. Yeah, and it like I mean Nova's ahead of them in like the NET rankings. Like everything. That's a 25 and 5 basketball team. It would be. They're going to be a high seed. It's going to be like beating them would be phenomenal. Got to take care of business. I'm going to guess it's going to be Seton Hall. I guess it could be Xavier, but I really think it's going to be Seton Hall. They dominated Seton Hall in the regular season. That shouldn't be a problem. Play right. ball. Take care of business. Do what you're supposed to do. And the way this team's playing right now, I don't see them having that letdown moment as I knock on the wood yeah. on this <laughs> desk to not jinx that. But looking at the seed, if you go by our good friend Charlie Cream from uh, ESPN Bracketology, he currently has them on a seven line. Yep. Now I can tell you this. If that holds, whatever two seed gets Creighton sent to their home floor. It's I'm, currently Maryland in that bracket. I'm pissed if I'm that number two seed. I would seed. not want to be that I Maryland. want no part of a Creighton seven seed on my home floor. No. I don't care who it is. They're not a seven seed. Their RPI is in the 20s for God's sakes. And I think that Charlie's got them low. I do think that when Selection Sunday rolls around, I think we're liable to see Creighton on a 5-6 line. I really do. I think they're that dangerous of a team. And I think sometimes it's, what have you done for me lately? I think that committee is going to remember, even though you're not supposed to think about last year, it's going to be in their head what Creighton did last year with the core of that group back. And like I said, if we go get one of that revenge tour, let's say you get Nova, right? If you beat Nova, if you are... You're, Why you're, are you not a five or you're, six? You're arguably coming in as one of the hottest teams in the country the way they played down the stretch. So, yeah, because if I'm some two seed, yeah, I'm not pleased with the NCAA tournament. Because you know where they're not going. You can forget it right now unless there's really some sadistic bastards on that. Um, are you talking about Iowa? Iowa. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're not going to send them to Iowa City again. Because, I would absolutely send them to Iowa City. Because, you, you're, yes, you're cruel and you love pain and suffering for Iowa. That's that's what you do. Well, I wouldn't say that, but like that's a rivalry. <laughs> you got to think about the numbers, the TV numbers. I mean, we haven't oh, seen yeah. Creighton numbers because it's all been on Flow Sports, but Which like that one would explode. Just, as as we can get in trouble for this, but yeah, Flow Sports is horrible. Oh, Absolutely it, atrocious. It's the worst. You try to watch it and it's like the audio doesn't match up with the video and you know, it's like we talk about getting more exposure for women's bas- basketball, fix that crap. Well, like more, that, that's more horrible. importantly like it's like a privilege to watch it because it's so expensive. Right, and it's like 30 bucks a month. There's like no other streaming service that costs that much. And, no, you know, that is how much all my other streaming services cost. Combined. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know me, I'm a huge softball fan. So you know, to try to go watch softball on Flow Sports, just as horrible. Oh, I'm sure. So, there you go. You came for talk on basketball and got to hear Z's rant about Flow Sports. Which will probably continue for the yes, rest of forever. That, that's what we're here for. You, this, this podcast is about equality. <laughs> and I'm doing my best here. I know you hear the deep voice in your poppy like, why, are they, why the hell did they put a dude on the even field? Okay, well, we're filling in. We're going to have new guests for you eventually. I identify as non-binary, so I get half credit for this process, right? I would think more than half credit. Thank you, Josie. You are the giving person. You're here. (laughs) So anyway, on that note, we'll see what Creighton does in the Big East tournament. 
that will be exciting to watch down the line. We were hoping for two teams, but we're most likely going to be covering one in the NCAA tournament. But, but after, it still should be fun. After last year, bring it on. We had so much fun watching that team last year in the NCAA tournament. So, Send them to Iowa. Right. Other things, in terms of big news, if we'd had this podcast earlier in the week, we'd have led with this. Absolutely. Probably one of the coolest things ever, right? And we're probably going to talk about it all the way to August. Absolutely. Because... I mean, well, I am personally going to track the ticket sales <laughs> numbers as best I can. So what did we find out last week? So Nebraska Volleyball is going to take on Omaha at Memorial Stadium. And it is, <laughs> they said it wasn't entirely because of the attendance uh, record. It definitely absolutely is. Memorial Stadium can seat over 85,000 people. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if it sold out. So stay with us for a second and picture, if you will, they're going to put a volleyball court near the north end zone on Tom Osborne Field in Memorial Stadium. Yes, but it can move. It can move, but that would put it under the Jumbotron for lack of, if you haven't been to Memorial Stadium, that's where it would be. So just in that sector alone, they want that on that end also because there's where a lot of your suites are. And if you're on the other side of the stadium looking at the court, you pick your eyes up and you see the Jumbotron, which is really nice because you can watch the game. So there's only one place in America you can get away with this. It's 100% here. Only it's, only it's, place. It's in Nebraska. Right. Nowhere else has the following for volleyball, women's sports to pull this off. So kudos to Trev Alberts, you know, John Cook, the Nebraska administration. This is freaking brilliant. And I promise you as a fan, you know, I'm hoping to be still employed in August, right? We always think about that as a journalist. I guarantee it'll be one of the coolest things we have ever got to cover is an outdoor volleyball match. And it's yeah. not just Nebraska-Omaha. It's no. Volleyball Day. It, it, it's Volleyball Day in Nebraska. Thank you. Yes, because UNK and Wayne State are also playing, which I almost feel bad that their season doesn't start and has to be an exhibition because that would set, I assume, attendance record for their division as well. Right. But, but obviously it doesn't. I have a feeling that people in Nebraska will still show up early and probably oh, give they'll them absolutely lots of be love. There. And then we'll get a concert afterwards, right, after Nebraska and Omaha are done playing. Yeah. A to-be-determined national artist. Which, cool, whatever. The tickets are $5 for high school and under and 25 for adults. This is this is about attendance. That is the cheapest I have ever seen a sporting right, And that's event. what it should be because if you're going to do something cool like this, don't make it unaffordable. No. Right? That's the, they, that was a brilliant move by Alberts and administration is keep it cheap. Try to get as many kids in there as possible. But like I said, we will see one of the coolest things we've ever seen. Only in Nebraska can you do this. I was thinking today, like, what other women's sports could pull this off in a bigger, massive arena? And, you know, the only thing that came to the top of my head is, like, if you put Oklahoma softball in a major league stadium with fences moved in, Mm -hmm. in that state, they sell out all their home games, as it is. And they're building a new stadium, which they will sell out as well. I could see the people of Oklahoma putting 20,000, 30,000, you know, in a baseball stadium to watch that softball team. That's the only thing I could really compare yeah. it to in terms of what could draw that at any point in time. But I honestly think it'll be a larger, I think it'll be larger than that. I think we're talking 40 plus. So there's our thing. There's what we're going to end with on the volleyball discussion as we were discussing is like our predictions for ticket sales. Yeah. I, okay. I would not be surprised if it sold out. Like, honestly, I think I could see a lot of high school teams literally just buying tickets for, cause they're $5. They're $5 for high school. I could see volleyball teams from across the state literally just buying tickets to go to this and not playing game and i feel like and I'm, i and i would <laughs> i feel like i'm with you don't bet the under on this no no don't think they're going to limit it you know let it go full scale i will not be surprised at all 
I'm going to go conservative, and I'm probably way too conservative, 60,000 plus with ease. I really think they're capable of doing that, if not more. Everyone's going to want to be a part of it. Even if you're on the other end of the stadium and all you can do is watch the Jumbotron, you're going to want to be a part of it. Well, yeah, especially if they get the right like recording artist mm-hmm. on top of that. Like, Just think about it. That's that's crazy. And Sell beer. Sell, well, and they're working towards that. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd get that in there during this podcast yeah. to make it a political thing. Sell beer at Memorial Stadium. Well, they're, they're like... Uh, what is it? Petitioning the regions? Yes. Is that what it's called? Yeah, they, they've got the setup for it. They just have to get the infrastructure to handle yeah. it in that stadium because anyone that's been to Memorial Stadium knows gorgeous stadium, one of the meccas of college football, but their underside, their concessions, you know, needs a lot of work. So yeah. that has to come forward before beer. But regardless, on that August day, get a damn ticket. When, they, when, when can they get the tickets? That's something everyone should so be aware of. So tickets for season ticket holders mm-hmm. is April 25th, and the next day is open to the public. And I, the only thing I could see with this not having a, just exploding would be if they cap the tickets and then have to, like, because they want to continue their home sellout streak because they right. leave the nation in it. Right. So I could see them capping tickets and then be like, oh, we're opening it up more and opening. And <laughs> that's what I do. And just that's, that's, that's a simple thing. You just have tears and go, well, they dumped 50,000. Let's open up 10,000 more. Yeah, exactly. There goes those 10,000. Just keep opening it until you fill it. That's and a very like, safe thing to do. And this might be a little mean, but like Trev's able to sell out the football team. Yes. And this is a success, a very successful volleyball team. They thank you. shouldn't have any thank issues you. selling out. No, thank you. Yes. And so cool thing, not just for for Nebraska, but Omaha Volleyball, which has been really good the last few years as yeah, well. No. They're a good Summit League team. That's a great way to open it. I'm glad that's the opponent that they picked. And I'm sure people could like, Nebraska, Creighton, I got news for you. Creighton, no, no. Creighton would never agree to play that game in that stadium. No, that's, that's not. That's, that's going to be a top 25 matchup. Right. That's and not I, happening. And I wouldn't do that either. If I was if I was Bernal Booth, like I, there's no way I would do that. That's not where you play that game. It's, it's, not, it's not where Creighton, Nebraska should be played. But hey, we'll take Nebraska, Omaha, Buy your tickets, man. This is going to be one of the neatest things in Nebraska sports history. I don't think I'm saying that too big. No, I. So you have already told me that I cannot have the day off. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, <laughs> I have to work I, I it. Said, um, I, but my son's birthday is three days before that, so we're getting him and some of the family members tickets to go to it because it's such a big event, and they're not going to do it again. <laughs> like absolutely, once this go do it, friends. This will be one of the coolest things. You will not regret being a part of that. No. So going to be an exciting build up to August. Yeah, I'm pumped, but we need to talk a little bit about softball and you have some thoughts on that. Yeah, Nebraska softball uh, did better last week, right? Went out there, uh, won some games. Probably should mention, uh, how about Sarah Harness? Throws a no-no, throws a no-no out there against New Mexico State. And that's big. No, not just because you win. You know, Harness isn't their primary pitcher. No, she's not Courtney Wallace. Wallace But in the modern era of softball, I think we're really seeing a change to where it used to be you just threw one arm out there nonstop. You get one dominant pitcher and keep going. There's still teams that do it, but you see what Coach Gasso's done at Oklahoma and some other, you know, Oklahoma State even. They have rotations. They have multiple pitchers. So I think that was a key for me was seeing that no-hitter against New Mexico State and going, that's another pitching option Mm -hmm. so that you can rotate people in with Courtney as well. But that was a big deal. And, uh, you know, I tell you, the team they're probably sick of playing is Oklahoma State. Yeah, no, they, they've got to be done. They've seen them multiple times. That's the team that ended their season last year, and now they just happen to see them in two different tournaments to start this year. I think they're done with that. God, I hope so. So, <laughs> you know, they won their other games, and this weekend they've got a tournament where I, I call it a tournament like a 90% tournament. 90% of that should be a W. You're talking Weber State, Texas A&M Commerce, CSUN, and then it's the Arizona Wildcat Invitational. You are going to get a shot at Arizona. That's the number 16 team in the country. 
I see no reason why Nebraska fears that team after the freaking schedule that Nebraska's already played. No, and I mean, they beat Texas A&M, who, I mean, wasn't ranked but was receiving votes. Like, right. they can compete at a high level. And they played other team stuff. And that's my key thing is, like, this is a huge weekend for them because the schedule backs way off after this. You know, you go from strength of schedule to crap, big you, <laughs> crap you have to win to keep your respect. And like you just said, let's be honest here, the Big Ten is not the place that helps you out in terms of your resume. No. We know Northwestern's obviously a hell of a softball team, ranked high. Michigan has a ton of tradition there as well. You get past that too far and you get yourself in a it's same thing with baseball. It really is. You basically have to win your series. You have to sweep those series to keep yeah. your RPI up. But the schedule that Ronda and them have went out and played, I love it. I love every ounce of that competitiveness, and that's going to make this team a real pain in the ass, I think, when it comes time to the postseason. So go out this weekend, get your 90%, maybe pop Arizona on their home field. You take a ton of momentum, I think, of the lessons you've learned the last two weeks into a couple non-conference weekends that you should dominate. No, no offense to Wichita State, Missouri State, UMKC, Kansas. Those are games Nebraska as a fringe ranked team should win. Yeah. Then you get into the Big Ten and it's going to go from there. But I like what I've seen. I like what they've done. I, it's much more fun to sit here and discuss them playing top ten opponents every weekend than to say they beat the crap out of blah, blah, blah directional school. Yeah. You know, that doesn't d- help you much when it comes time for uh, the postseason. Yeah, I would agree. Um, we should probably close this out now. Uh, so thank you for watching or listening, excuse me, to Even Field. If you found us on Omaha.com, you can find us wherever podcasts are available. Uh, for now, thank you for listening. I'm Josie. I'm C. Bye.